Welcome back to Grazia Life Advice. I'm Lottie Jeffs. Thanks so much for joining us. In this episode, we've got advice from the start of the new Sky Atlantic horror comedy series, The Baby. I'm Michelle Deswall. I am a stand-up comic, an actor, and a writer. And I am this week's guest on Grazia's Life Advice podcast. Michelle tells us about burning through money during her modelling days. Like, if I got new money, I was like, what am I going to do with this old money now? I'm going to have to get rid of it before it goes off. We chat about living in LA and being exposed to some of the more out there wellness ideas. It is very hard to be a British person in LA and not sound sarcastic all the time. Like, oh, you got crystals, have you? Oh, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Michelle talks about different models of relationships outside of the fantasy happily ever afters. There was no rom-com for that when we were growing up. Where was the rom-com for that? All of that plus power range of friendships, the joy of lasagna and embarrassing moments being icebreakers. Hi Michelle, welcome to the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, how's it going? How was your day? So far, so good. I just had to go and do a bit of uh, shopping, which wasn't awful. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who like loves to do clothes shopping. I like to go for one thing and be very specific with it and then leave. But at the moment, I'm doing a bunch of press and uh, sometimes I have to dress myself like a, like a civilian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you manage to find something then? Yeah, I found two things. I, I'm I'm not sure about it, but I think they're fine. I, when in doubt, I guess just throw a bit more money at the situation, which is what I've been doing at the moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, well, I guess if it's designer, it won't look absolutely awful. Or even if it does, you can be like, yeah, but it's blah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I envy people that have just got proper style. Do you know what mm. I mean? You know, you're like, oh, where did you get that from? And they're like... Charity shop. No oh, yeah. Do. That's that's the worst. Yeah, when they're like, oh, yeah, it costs 2p. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it in a jumble sale. What? <laughs> um, well, you're here to tell us your life advice. And yes, um, your first piece of advice is that wellness is overrated. What makes you say this? Because I used to live in LA. Just to sum <laughs> it up. <laughs> I lived in LA for a few years and people love wellness and, you know, just that kind of like, you know, just breathing through the nostrils a lot and just, mm -hmm. you know, having a day for me. And I, I'd slid down that slippery slope and before you knew it, I was like dropping $100 bills on crystals and... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Did you think it's all fake or do you think that there's something useful to be taken from that? I think world? anything that involves taking good care of yourself and if that brings up your sense of self-worth and your health is not a bad thing and, and not to be mocked. But it is very hard to be a British person in LA and not sound sarcastic all the time like oh you got crystals have you oh really <laughs> you know what I mean yeah or there's that yeah. cafe um cafe gratitude where you don't order like the name of the meal you have to say 
please can I have joy or please can I have happiness and just like as a British person having to order in that way I found so challenging Lottie so I know exactly what cafe you're talking about and this is what happens someone takes you there and you do that you just think oh this is this feels awful Mm, and cringe yeah a couple of months down the line you are holding another British person's hand through the experience (laughs) and you are trying to sell it to them you're just like no like honestly have the wholesome bowl have the have the joy we have the joy the joy juice and the and the giving salad thank you oh my god you'll love that get it and we'll have the drops of activated charcoal in the water which is another like wild thing that I'd never experienced before Okay, so wellness is overrated, but what is your what is your alternative? How is there a way to live well without it being a massive kind of cliche? I think it's about balance, right? So like wellness is good, but I think sometimes you can get so deep in the game of wellness that you veer into the lane of righteousness. Mm-hmm. and also policing other people's joy, mm-hmm. right? And so my feelings are, I guess an example would be like some mornings you get up and like you should have the juice and you should have the smoothie. But you know what? If it's the first day of your period, go and have a fry up. Go and have a fry up if you want one. That's also wellness. Mm-hmm. You feeling well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is also wellness. If you want to like go out with your mates and I don't know, have some fun, like do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I think, I think um, joy is, is also important. Mm. And not feeling guilty for doing that and feeling like, oh, if I had this, then I need to not do this, which I think a lot of people, particularly women are kind of constantly in this internal monologue of like, well I ate that for breakfast so I better not have that for lunch and it can be a bit joy killing exactly exactly so I think there's some days where I'm just like you know what I'm I'm only gonna consume orange saucy stuff you know what I mean okay <laughs> you know like you know like the sweet and sour chickens the, oh, right, got the, you. Yeah. The, the, the lasagnas the do you know what I mean like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rather than say I can't have this I can't have that which then just sort of starts you as you said on this kind of thing of like berating yourself Mm. for stuff so yeah I think look wellness it's not bad but I do think it it can be a bit overrated especially if you're getting righteous with it and especially if it puts you on a pedestal that makes you want to police other people's joy yes okay your second piece of advice Michelle could you tell me what it is the Disney fairy tale doesn't exist. <gasps> Shock horror. What makes you think that? I think as a woman, for my generation and my experience, like we were brought up, I'm 41, right? So we, I, I was, my early years that I can sort of remember was like the 80s, like the late 80s, the 90s were my teen years. And um, it was a lot of rom-coms and, you know, then Sex and the City started and th- all of these shows where people were being absolutely mental 
because the what they wanted was this fairy tale. It started with Disney and it kind of ends and it kind of sort of peaked with Sex in the City. She was like, yeah, Sex in the City. But actually all of those women wanted romance. Really what they wanted was to get married other than Samantha, who's a legend and <laughs> obviously left the franchise. But you know what I mean? I just kind of think that like what 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 is it like what is it that we're looking for like this kind of fairy tale you know when you kind of like you meet someone woman man person but you just start going through these options of like are they this is like second day in you know you start sort of wondering if they're suitable for a multitude of things that we don't even know yet if that's the person that you're going to want to be with next week, let alone next year, let alone the next decade. So you're sort of like setting them up, setting people up with these tasks and rules and tests for way later down the line. So do you feel that realising that there is no such thing as a fairy tale ending is quite freeing and allows you to just have a bit more fun or pursue a different path in life yeah I do I do think there because I've got friends that are in really good relationships right and to all intents and purposes that is their fairy tale and I can see I'm like this is a really good healthy relationship but on paper it's nothing close to the things that we were shown growing up of as especially as women what we should be striving for in a relationship right so maybe like some of my closest friends um are in same-sex open relationships and it's going really well and they've been to that the my friends that are in the longest relationships are in same-sex relationships that are open mm. there was no rom-com for that when we were growing up, where was the rom-com for that? Well, brilliantly, there is a rom-com for that. Um, it's not come out yet, but it's called Bros. Have you have you heard of it at all? I think I have, it's, um, yeah. With Billy Eichner. It's so good because it's exactly that. It's like creating a kind of queer fairy tale rom-com, but where the end result is a queer relationship that doesn't fit this sort of traditional Hollywood mold. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, I'd really recommend it. It's very funny. Anyway. Um, okay. So the Disney fairy tale doesn't exist. Your third piece of advice is that your most embarrassing moment will soon be your funniest story. Yeah. Like don't stress. Do you know what I mean? I think, you know, I've, I think about the times where I've like relayed conversations that I've said or things that I've done over and over and over and over again while I'm like lying in bed freaking out like no one ever cares more than you about some stuff that you've done mm. or that you've said and anytime I have humiliated myself which is often I maybe it's different but as a stand-up comic I'm always like oh this is gonna be a really funny scene but some of my most embarrassing times now are my best icebreakers or the way that I've bonded with new people is by telling them the, these stories. Can you tell us one of them now? Uh, you know what? Like, okay, so years ago I used to be a model and when I was, I fell on a runway three times on a Gucci runway. Humiliating, embarrassing, great story. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like 20, over 20 years ago now and it's still a great story. Did you fall over three times on the same runway or is it Exactly. You see what I mean? I'm not going to get into it with you, but that's kind of my point, right? We're already get like, you can look it up on YouTube. Millions okay. of hits. Humiliating, embarrassing, juicy, hilarious. It does all the things. If okay. I could go back, I would do it again. Amazing. Oh, yeah. that's so great to know. Um, we're just going to jump to a quick ad break, but we'll be right back. And we are back with Michelle de Swart, who is sharing her life advice with us today. And we're on to her fourth piece of life advice, which is that each friend has a special skill set for a certain situation. Yes. Tell me a bit more about what this means. Your friends are like power rangers, right? This is how I think about my friends, is that like, it's a lot to ask one friend to be all things, right? That's that's, that's the kind of pressure that you put on a parent and even parents find it hard to, you know, be everything all the time. So um, I, I like to think of my friends, they've got like special skill sets for things that I need emotionally at any given time. And I know that I'm that for other friends, you know. So yeah, I think you've got some friends that are going to be great in an emergency. That's the friend that you call when you have an emergency, right? You've got some friends that are really good at keeping secrets. Might not even be your closest friend. That person is stellar. Absolutely. You can 100% trust them with a secret. You get another friend who's going to give you great advice. And you've got another friend who's going to take the mick out of you and it's going to be really funny, whatever. But like, Generally, you've got friends for different things. And that doesn't mean that you don't have like a really close friend that you can lean on them for a multitude of things, right? But personally, I think your friends have got different skill sets and you should, uh, you should make the most of whatever their skill set is. What do you think your skill set is as a friend? I hope that I give all right advice and I'll make you laugh very useful yeah I hope so Michelle what is your fifth piece of life advice always pay your taxes just like pay it you've got to pay them just pay them they're gonna find you you just pay <laughs> Lottie are you paying your taxes of course every single one of them always no, people say that do you know what I mean like People say, they, yeah, obviously, obvious. You know, like when the dentist says, like, have you been flossing every day? And you're like, yeah. Like, no, like, yeah. Like, pay your taxes, like, now. Pay them. I just, it's the only, like, I've been so bad with money at times. Like, or me in my 20s, oh, my God. I, I spent money like it had a sell-by date. Like, if I got new money, I was like, what am I going to do with this old money now? I'm going to have to get rid of it before it goes off. Um, oh, my God. And I just, yeah, I, I burnt through money, but I always paid my taxes. And it's just one of those things that they're just so important. I've just seen, I've, 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 I've seen taxes obliterate people's lives more so than relationships. Really? Yeah. Like, if you don't, if you do not tend to that, whew. 
Do you think that people that don't pay their taxes, it comes from a sense of like the injustice of it? Like I've made this money, this is my money. No. I don't want to be giving this away. I think sometimes, but like rarely. I think most of the time it isn't that. I think we don't have a grasp of what it is and we we mean to, but it can seem like a lot of admin. I think not many people enjoy and ace life's admin, right? Like these are, you know, this is when people started coining the term, what is it, adulting, which I mm-hmm. fucking hate, but anyway, whatever, right? But, you know, I think that really summed up what that was about, right? Like, just like life's admin. It's boring. Like, no one wants to be sitting down, filling out paperwork Mm. so you can give the government money. I don't think that anyone's going... I think in very rare cases are people genuinely going, I don't want to do it for... I think it's just... I think it's just getting overwhelmed by admin and thinking I'll do it next year and like, well, no one's said anything yet, so I guess it's all right. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. I think it's that, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think paying for an accountant is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, but but it's really hard. I've got great accountants, but you still feel like you're being scammed because they're talking in some sorcery and some witchery that you don't know. So it's just like, yep, yep, yep. And you owe me this much money and you owe the government this much money. And I just always want to be like, do, do, I, look, do I look stupid to you? Like, why, why are you trying to scam me? And the <laughs> thing is, they're not, right? But, you know, they could be. But if you've got a decent accountant and money people, they're not, hopefully. Did you have someone in your life uh, when you were younger that sort of instilled a sense of, like, financial responsibility or tried to? Mm-hmm. No, no, I didn't. And I, I didn't grow up in that sort of like household either. I, and I don't, you know, it, no, not at all. I, I've I've always had a bit of a sort of fear about just doing anything that was naughty, really. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, there's nothing like that feeling of seeing a brown envelope on your doormat when you get home from the HMRC. It's always like, oh my God, what have I done? Okay, your sixth piece of advice not all your exes are narcissists. Yeah. Just got to let it go sometimes. They can't, or it's statistically not possible. All right? Not all your exes cannot be narcissists. We've got to stop, like, just diagnosing people with serious ailments. You know what I mean? Like, they're narcissists, they've got borderline. And I say this, all this advice is, is really mantras that I should be telling myself. Mm-hmm. That that's what all all of this is. They're things that I, I I need to constantly remind myself. This is one of them. Like not all my exes are narcissists. Maybe my taste is absolute trash, and I need to continue to do therapy and work on myself. <laughs> Does it make it easier to sort of reconcile yourself with a relationship ending if you are able to kind of give it a diagnosis? I think what it does is means that you don't have to be accountable or responsible so we're on to your final piece of advice which is actually some bad advice what is this piece of bad advice this this was quite tricky but I did think you know what when people say do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life and like 
that is not true. I don't think. You will. Like, Lottie, do you like chocolate cake? Yes, I do. Do you want to eat a whole chocolate cake in one sitting? Not particularly. Exactly. And that is... <laughs> that is just like the kind of the sort of trick with this it's like yeah do what you love but do what you love when you start getting paid for it and people are giving you money it, it becomes work oh you for sure be, you'll, you'll be working definitely also be it's working. hard isn't it like even if you love it it's hard like being an actor is hard work even if you love it yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I'm quite new to acting, so I, wouldn't, I don't even mean in terms of acting, but just in terms of just like life choices in general. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it matters what you do. You'll get to a point with it where you think, he's like, all right, getting on my tits now. Wh- whatever it is, you love singing. Cool, great. There's going to be a time where you're with your band and you're like, everyone's really starting to grind my gears. Do you know what I mean? You're a, you're a trampoline enthusiast and, you know, you know, I, you're just like, I, just, just whatever. Like you're, you're working in a sandwich shop. There comes a point where you're just like, the smell of tuna is, is, is in my system and I'm done, <laughs> even though I love sandwiches, right? So I just, I don't, I don't think it matters what the job is. You just get to a point where you're just like, this is really doing my head in. Yeah. Anyway, but on top of that, the whole thing of like, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. It's like, you will. You will. It won't be as bad. And it, it, it will definitely be more enjoyable than not, but still going to start to feel that work in it. <laughs> um, Michelle, it's been so great talking to you on the podcast today. What can we see you in next? So you can find me on Sky on uh, a show called The Baby. Um, which is a dark comedy horror about motherhood and, you know, relationships amongst friends and whatnot. You can find me on Backstage with Catherine Ryan on Amazon, which is a comedy show that is also sort of built around green room antics. And hopefully at the comedy tent at some festival that maybe you'll be attending this summer if you're into that sort of thing. Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Grazia Life Advice. If you appreciated Michelle's advice, then please do write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. We love a social media post, but an in-person recommendation is better still. We'll be back next time.